Hey, legends. What an episode we have for you today with writer, director, and cinematographer Richard Hughes, Melbourne's very own, which is incredible because he just released his first feature film called The Enforcer, which was led by Antonio Banderas, Kate Bosworth, and 2 Chains. We had some incredible conversations from the movie, uh, even some stories about him smoking up with 2 Chains and meeting him, helping him prepare for his first feature film. Uh, he, he shared an interesting story where he stumbled into Zac Efron's house and had Thanksgiving with him, which was awesome. Uh, the incredible work and conversations he got to have with the late, great Angus Cloud, uh, Fez from Euphoria. So much uh, gold in this, a new space for us in the podcast. But Richard's brain is beautiful, it's different, and it's creating some great films that's going to be going for a long time in Australia, no doubt, as he's working on his next one. So absolutely beautiful episode. We get to see a little bit of Hollywood, how movies work, and how he sees his direction when it comes to films. So let's get to the episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of the Unlaced podcast. Uh, appreciate you guys coming back as always. If you haven't checked out last week's episode with Tolgay Arslan, uh, what an unbelievable episode. It was a football education, as I stated in the show, um, even for me, which I absolutely loved and one of the biggest players in the A-League. Um, we shared last week, we're going for a big year. I'm a bit nervous about this year because of how much we achieved last year, the guests we got on, the caliber of guests. Um, so with that brings a lot of excitement to bring you guys some shows. And of course, if you are new here, thank you for turning up. Please give us a like and subscribe. It's how we grow. Um, this is a very unique guest in regards to our show, um, for what we've done historically, but I, I would love to bring on more guests in this space. And I'm very excited to introduce, uh, writer, director, Yo. cinematographer, yep. Richard Hughes, a man of many talents. What? <laughs> Stone Cold. Stone Cold. What? <laughs> beer cans. Can of beer. Yeah. <laughs> Give me yeah. a hill, You yeah. actually have a bit of a Stone Cold look. Oh, no. I'm, I, yeah, yeah, facial hair-wise, Yeah, hat I don't too. know. I'm kind of rocking and everything's gone a bit kind of rogue cowboy at the moment. I'm kind of liking a bit of workwear, brown, you know, blue-collar vibe. <laughs> not not this. Just blending mean, in. Oh, yeah. Should we get the elephant out, out yeah, of the room? Uh, in the room? Roll with it, bro. Yeah, so pretty much we had a phone call when I first um, was asking Rich to come on and the great man obviously was was willing to do so and give us some of his time because his story is incredible. But uh, the conversation was going really well until we discovered I'm a Man U fan and you're a Tottenham fan. I do. But the story behind you becoming a football fan is actually quite fascinating because you're new to the sport. Man, I'm new. I'm a new <laughs> blood, so, but I'm all up, you know, coys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, uh, we, I kind of got into it through the Ange effect. But Celtic, right? Yeah, Ange Postacoglu. So when I was in Europe shooting a movie, uh, I was over there and I was just kind of, I'm, I'm into AFL hard. I'm Big D's tracker fan. You're what up, CP5. <laughs> but I uh, I was watching a lot of football, just kind of getting into it. Like in just even some of the Euro leagues, how big it is, you get immersed into it. But then, you know, the and story kind of really magnetized towards me. Yeah. Well, I magnetized towards it um, and him joining another club, like a big club like Celtic. So I started watching their games. And then when he jumped ship to one um, with such success there, yeah, I don't know. I just find those stories, especially a homegrown talent, the beauty. Why I was thinking about it, why I've gravitated towards someone like Ange Postacoglu, is because one, he's from Middle Park. Yeah. Two, it's like watching a movie in real life. Like it has the essence of a Hollywood film. If he wins the title at EPL, I mean, shit, let's get the rights, man. Like Dude, that's a movie. You should. That's a. Yeah. You should be. That's your film, Posty. Yeah, Posty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I know, but look, man. So then I've just started. I jumped straight on the the Tottenham Hotspurs. Followed in there. Got the kit. I even, man. I accident. I accidentally like tried to sign up for like some. 
uh, watch online. This is when I was in Europe to watch the games. I ended up buying like an overseas membership for yeah, it. You told so me I that. all these newsletters <laughs> and like fan days and shit. And I'm like, fuck. I'm, I mean, I spent my life unsubscribing from emails and that went, that went in there too. <laughs> that went but, in, yeah. But uh, fucking, um, so I did that. And then, uh, man, I'm up all hours, Optus, watching Ange. I listen to podcasts on Tottenham now. I'm Gee like, wish. the trade week now, I'm all over it. I can yeah. name every player on the roster, bro. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm pretty new. But, Ange has an authority, uh, like a, a father figure, but the way he yeah. talks, man, he pumps up. Yeah. But we've all seen that clip of him in the rooms for the World Cup. Oh, like, it's quite scary. He's got a turn, he's got a flick to him, but yeah, he doesn't let media see, I reckon. Nastiness, but he's just kind of like the dad you never had or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, <laughs> he's got something never. really powerful about him. But just to see how hard he worked um, as a fellow Australian, he's – and finally got there. It's, I love that. I love yeah. watching people get there, no yeah. matter what age or what type, and especially just people going after it, man. Yeah, I Fucking. never thought I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. A, a guy from Melbourne yeah, coaching the Premier League. How do you feel? I mean, you're well. It's cr- you're it's, a you know what? Red I'll, devil. I'll share some things around and you know him. Well, yeah, I've known him since I was 12 yeah. years old. I never played with him in the national team because he was co- when I was like 12, 13. He was coaching the junior Aussie teams, yeah. and for all his greatness, a lot of players going into camp with him, and maybe it was an immaturity in the players or whatever, but they didn't mm-hmm. like it. They didn't like him because he was very strict yeah. and it was like almost like a militant-type vibe and he would shout at a player at dinner and things like that and people were always on edge. Yeah. But then you you watch what he's achieved and it's like, well, he was, he was obviously right because right. he knows what he's no. doing. The thing that shocked me the most about him at Tottenham is how he is with the media. Oh, I, I didn't know he was that unbelievable. Like he's like a philosopher or something. Yeah, I know, but he's also got a charm about him. Yeah, it's something about The media's that. really latched on and he says some shit that's just hilarious. He makes Aussies look great. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he but also going into that landscape as an Australian, like yeah. into the EP, it's so cutthroat, man. Yeah. It's a bloodbath. Yeah. And like you've got all these guys that have come from elite level playing for, you know, who, what or whatever. And then they jump into the coaches. He's not from that ilk. He's like no. South Melbourne Hellers. <laughs> yeah. Not to shit on it, but it's like but he's nothing on, you know, any other club. He's in done Europe. it. He's done it the hardest way. So it's great. So yeah. I'm watching that. Uh, and I can't wait. We got twenty. Have you been to a game? No, man. I want to, but that's the bucket list. I mean, a couple of mates are right into it now. Beauty. I want to if we get top four, I want to do Champions League. Bucket list. Oh, just trying to get, my God, get to yes. a game. Would that be the one to go to? Yes, bro. Yeah. That's like that is at home. That's at the home. Uh, that's the best competition in the world. Yeah. Like almost sporting. Have competition. you been to one? Uh Champions League. I don't know if I have. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if have I have. Have you been to a man U game there? Yeah, yeah. I've been What's to the ma- atmosphere like? <laughs> Compared to like AFL. It's so it's it's similar. Like the only thing is like AFL is AFL's so unique. Like Premier League kills every sport from atmosphere, but Go to a Collingwood Carlton game. Yeah, 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 like I can't say there's a huge discrepancy because yeah, yeah. it's fucking insane AFL. Yeah. Like a hundred thousand people. Yeah, like some of the Premier League saying, I think Chelsea's capacity is like forty five thousand. Yeah, totally. So it's a bit different. It's like you sit on top of the game. You feel like you're in the game more. Whereas AFL, you're further away. So yeah. it's actually louder in the Premier League station. So, but if you stadium. went to like a Tottenham Arsenal Champions League final <laughs> or something, it would be off the Richter. But you'd also be walking into the ground looking over your shoulder, like if you're wearing the like, yeah, opposition colours. Yeah, so it's cool. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's a bit of fucking, there's a bit of hooliganism yeah, still yeah, in the game totally. there. That's yeah. what kind of brings it yeah. live. It's like any spark and flame yeah, it up. Yeah, don't go know? to the wrong pub. Don't wear that, you know, yeah, you know shit. what I mean? I'm like, just totally going to walk into the wrong pub, bro. Yeah, it's special, man. You have to do it. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think you're actually just on? Tottenham chances of top four. I think we're good chance, man. Yeah. I mean, we're, our players are all starting to come back. We're getting Madison, Minusons, and, and the uh, Asian Cup, and a couple yeah. of our players in the Afcon. 
And <laughs> so I'm starting to get on to it, bro. But no, but we got some That's good African guys. African Cup of we got Nations. guy that we just traded Whoa. for. Um, who else did we get? Um, uh, the guy, uh, Timo Werner. Yeah, Werner. Yeah. Werner? Werner? Werner. Volkswagen. Volkswagen. <laughs> Volkswagen. Yeah, so we got him. I don't know, man. Once our players are back, if we can keep it like that, I reckon we could have a shot at taking the whole damn thing. Yeah. And how? What's the poetry of that, man? That's oh. like you know, it's kind of like Moneyball style. Yeah, you like that movie. One of my favorite films. <laughs> yeah, my, mine too. Yeah, 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 Actually, so. that's a bucket list of mine is go to Oakland A's match because oh, of that. I love it. Well, I've been to San Fran. I watched Oakland A's in oh. those like pubs, bro. You know the sports bars in the states. It's how good crazy. They are? You go there and it's like a vibe and like, you TVs. feel like you're in a movie. <laughs> And there's that guy in the corner, like, whoa, where are you from? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's, I love that. Yeah, I yeah. love American American sports. No one does it like them. No, nah, I agree. I don't know. Anyone could say anything. Get get fucked. Yeah, the no. States I couldn't, rule that shit, I man. couldn't agree more. NFL, NBA. College it. sports is like. Oh, NCAA like, is ruling, it's, it's isn't ridiculous. it? March Madness. March Madness. Dude, I've got there. guys that don't sleep during that. They really? Just, oh, yeah. Big sport, sport. I always think of the guys <laughs> playing that. I'm like, fuck, they must have a real lull when they come out of college and don't yeah, make it. I'm no. like, you're playing around 100,000 people. I can imagine what it's been. You're not even fully at your game yet. You're playing in front of more fans and potentially yeah, the NFL. Yeah, not or, getting paid. It's yeah, like not weird. getting paid. Yeah. Apparently the coaches get like five mil a year yeah, or something. Some, well, that's why some of them don't go to the top. Am I crazy, man? Um, AFL guy too because we have a lot of AFL players on this podcast. Yeah, so I know a few of them. It's pretty cool when like I'm thinking and, and – we're going to get into your story. because well, That's you, where I started, dude, in media and AFL. Well, that's what I was going to ask, yeah. Channel 7, right? Yeah. So, I, well, I went, kind of started like I did, where did I go? RMIT for film school because I always wanted to do film directing, kind of stuff like that. But making that leap's pretty hard. So mm. for, once I finished university, I did two years there and I knew it wasn't for me. To be honest, even during the uni phase, I was partying a bit. I was 21, 22, so I was kind of doing my thing. Yeah. My thing's better than your thing. <laughs> but so when I did that and then I went, I needed something practical and I had a few contacts at Channel 7 and got into, and I got launched into full-blown Channel 7 football department and I started off editing and then I was shooting little uh, videos on players and I just met a lot of players and I did this little show called Discovered back then. And yeah, I what, to, what is that? I was, I, was just follow, I was just like kind of, I felt like I was probably the first guy to take a DSLR out in like 2012 and follow players around and like get this kind of more art meets sport aspect oh, of stuff. Oh, I think they're cool. still online. But I met Dusty and, you know, a few others and some I'm still really good mates with, dude. Rich. So this is, um, yeah, that was cool. And then after that, after I kind of did a lot of shooting, I was like, and I'd done five, six years of editing, I felt like I was well-equipped to go, oh, my God, I want to make a short movie. Really? Yeah, so I made a short film, and that got into Sydney Film Festival, and then, um, which was pretty cool. And then from that, I was like, I just got the bug, man. It was like a sickness. Like, you know when something attacks you, it's like, man, it's like filmmaking is my cancer. Like, I got it. Like, wow. that's all I want to do, bro. So that's I just – cool as fuck. Yeah, it feels good, lucky enough to have that drive purpose. and passion and purpose. So I've got that direction, but it's – can get very frustrating of how long and shit takes as well. So well, you just have to keep. Yeah, keep that's going. what I was curious about because I was like, with what you do, I'm like, can you shoot for that or do you like fall into it a little bit? Not in the sense of falling with luck, but like you start working on little things, then you get to a place where well, you're do like, you want I to kind of give you a background on how I kind of got please, to where bro, I am. Yeah, so it's fucking ridiculous one, when we talk about it. Uh, once I left Channel 7, I was like, nah, I'm going to go for this. Um, I started a little production company around the corner, went for a few years, pretty successful, but it got to the point where I wanted, I was getting more drawn into the advertising aspect, directing commercials. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to get where I want to go, which is film. Yeah. Um, and the only way to do it is write a script. 
So I kind of packed up that um, opportunity and I moved to Bali, bro, for like five months with the uh, aim of writing a script. And let's, I'll be quite frankly, man, I, f- I failed VCA, VCA, VCA. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't finish school I either. Do, but it's not me. I'm not a studier kind of thing. Yes. But I was kind of back then, it was like, you didn't do it. You yeah. can't get here. You get, You're fucked. You get Satanized for Pick fucking. up the bloody drill bit. You're, you're doing fences, mate. <laughs> Fuck off, cunt. <laughs> but not that. But, like, I was just like, it's now or never. And I purposely chose Bali. One, because it's hot and there's surf. But two, because if I told people where I'm going, I've got a lot of pride. And if I go, man, I'm going to Bali, I'm going to come back with a script. Then I've got no choice. Like I'm not going to come back oh, and not deliver. So you put that on yourself. Yeah, and I was like, like no, nah, dead, ride or die. And I was ride or die. I had a limited amount of funds, and I'm riding or dying, and literally on a scooter as well, riding oh, on my- that dirt bike. <laughs> I was fucking going. But I just took my lappy over there, working out of cafes, and I wrote a script. And it was just getting to the point where this belief and passion and everything ignited, where it almost felt invincible. Like I was like, oh my god! And the, writing wasn't something um, new to me. Was kind of new to me, but it really took hold. Uh, and once I kind of dialed in this this kind of s- rough draft, I uh, I got to the stage where I'm like, I fully believed in it, mate. I was screaming at the universe, like I was walking, training every day, fucking six pack rock, and the whole lot, man. I was just in that element zen if tiger woods has a zen moment i was living in that wow. for three months bro that's awesome and it was like my pure fight wasn't even drinking partying in bali whatever just drilled in and then i sent it to a lot of agencies in the states um just getting some contacts who to send it to uh and not knowing how that kind of operation works so from there uh i was the waiting game that's the part that sucks because right. i had this script um and then I was like, oh, my God, this is my blood sold. But honestly, for me, it was like this thing has to work. Otherwise, I'm cooked. Like yeah. I have an identity problem because I believe in this thing so much. And if I've gone so hard, like I can't underestimate how much I believed in this process. It was a very cathartic moment for me, like a learning moment. Mm. And so once I sent that off, two, three weeks went by to the point where I was like literally running out of cash to the point where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get home, man. This is when I was like 30. And so when that happened – I was at, I, I felt like I hit rock bottom. I'm quite erratic as it is, probably can tell. I'm ADHD positive. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm fucking rocker. Oh, we're in the same so, boat. Yeah, right? yeah. We're in so, the same boat. But then I got a, I, I literally was calling my sister. I'm like, I'm cooked here. I don't know what to do. I'm, I felt really, really shit. And at that moment, mate, at that moment, I was like, I don't talk to my sister like that much. Mm. Like, I'm pretty private. And I was like crying. I'm like, I'm cooked. I don't know what to do. This is, I'm, don't know. I've is felt lost. you've gone all in, eggs all in one bag. All in, everything. Yeah. And if this isn't going to pay off, fuck you. Because <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I've had enough hits in my life that I know how hard I've gone with this one. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? But then at that moment, man, I'm on the phone to her and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And it went zzz, And it was WME, William Morris Endeavor out of LA. And it was like, hey, Rich, just read your script. Call me. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. So I, I hanged up the phone and I was like, they're like, dude, you got to get on a plane. This script's fucking wild. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So fast forward like two, five days later, I scrounged up the cash, get home, pack my bags, go to L.A., and then, mate, like being in Bali and then four days later I'm in L.A. in the biggest agency in the world 
And then I'm on this long table with 20 crew. Like, it's full entourage oh, shit. Oh, so this is like. Yeah, man. It's like legit. These guys own UFC and stuff. Doors now. Yeah, man. They read like Mark Wahlberg and all that shit. Oh. So it's like you go in and it's like exactly what you picture in the <laughs> And they're all this team here to make this movie. Like, who do you want your movie? And they're like throwing out all these names. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Oh, my God. But if there's one thing I'm kind of good at is like bringing the energy to a room. And if I can nail a meeting, I'm pretty good at it, I feel. So yeah. just getting that passion across. I think that's probably helps where the belief. Yeah. If yeah. you can instill that into someone or make your energy contagious, then you're on. Then you know everyone's I mean? in the room. You can have a half baked idea and still make people say yeah, yes absolutely. in a way, you know? Um, so. What uh, was that you wrote? What was the. It was called Punk. So it was about a bunch of train serving kids kind of riding along the fault lines of North America, Robin Banks, and it was a big fuck the system film. Wow. So then post that, I like had all these crazy meetings. I attached Cara Delevingne, Machine Gun Kelly, all this crazy stuff. And then unfortunately COVID came. Oh, yes. And yeah. kicked it as we were gearing up and then it kind of kicked it in the nuts and the world went to shit and the whole film industry did. What? Uh, but what it did was open a lot of doors uh, to Hollywood. So, Bro, you've – um. Yeah, yeah, you you do you've done some pretty crazy crazy things, and I actually wanted to um, oh, the the reason why we obviously connected was through some mutual friends. So Damien, okay. Damo Cohen, yeah, uh, your your mate Jimmy Magnus, yeah, so thanks yeah, for yeah. helping with that. But um, I watched the Enforcer last oh, night. Oh, did you? Yeah, nice. Bro, what yeah, a bit of fun. Bro, what a film. <laughs> yeah, what a film. Antonio Banderas, one I've always liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that type of film is um, that's my kind of. Kind yeah. of film. Yeah, yeah, that's my yeah, kind yeah. of jam. Like like an equalizer well, kind of Denzel Washington vibe. So the, Do you know what I mean? The story off that is I was in COVID and when COVID came, everyone was cooked, man. Like apart from construction. And that's where I met my, met my mate Jimmy. Well, um, we we kind of connected again and he was he runs a civil construction joint and he's like, dude, you want work? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, got all my tickets, got in the trucks, and I'm there for like seven months going, oh, my God, I'm fucking – what's the world coming to? Yeah. We're all in that position, man. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I went away and we were at Wire River and I got – I met a lot of studios while I was over in the States. Right. And I kept close with them. But also during COVID, that connection kind of like everyone was kind of lost contact a bit. And I got a uh, – we I was at Wire River, woke up, missed call, and I'm like, there was no reception from this uh, guy, Yariv. Um, in, in America and he was like, uh, he was like, call me back. So I'm like, talking to Mrs. I'm like, oh, something feels funny about this. Mm. Went to Lawn Pier out on the edge. I'm like, hey, you're what's up? He's like, do you want to do a movie with uh, Antonio Banderas in Greece shooting in 30 days, get on a plane? I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Wow. So, yeah, but I've done a lot of work to get to that point to be, have my foot in the well, door. that's what I was going to ask because, like, that's a fucking big deal. That's your first first proper yeah, first like feature, Hollywood time. Yeah, so, first sort of, feature film. So then Antonio, Kate Bosworth, Two Chains, my mate Mojan Aria from Sydney. Uh, Is he Aussie? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's from Sydney, bro. Yeah, he's got the yeah, Western Sydney hands, yeah. bro. Yeah. And then uh, he's – um. Uh, and uh, Alexis Ran and a few others. So oh, Alexis Rand, man. Yeah, yeah they're all so cool, though, man. It was such a good vibe. So we had to shoot in Greece. So I lived there with a year. I took my took my missus. We ended up getting engaged on Santorini. Well, look, the world was in still in COVID, so we're really lucky, really lucky. So what did you? But did you shoot most of the film in Greece? Because yeah, it's, it's, it's set in Miami, but yeah, that's how Miami. films work. They have production designers that change like ro road signs and all that kind of stuff, and they brought in American cars and. You know, and then that suddenly it looks like America. So half the films you watch aren't even where 
You know, they shoot films no, in Australia course, and it looks course. it's set in New York. I don't know how they do it. I still don't know how they, they do it. Elvis three. in like the Gold Coast or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like, exactly. So that, that that's kind of how that evaporated. And now now I'm just writing and uh, I've got a couple of things going on and we're ready to roar again soon. So, Mate, well, I'm, I'm going to tap into this film a little bit, but I want to yeah. go into like, because you did, as you mentioned, you worked your way up to get that opportunity, but like, like how hard do you have to work to get given that? Like, cause that's a big movie. I mean, it's out on Amazon for, for those or prime yeah, in, on, in Australia. It it's on it binge. Be, it's on, it's, it's on, on a few. Binge. I watched it on yeah, Amazon. Yeah, yeah, I bought of, it. Buy it. Oh, thanks man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Oh man. I worked tireless, tirelessly, yeah. you know, and even getting there, I did not stop for four months working like every day. But by then you're running on fumes, but it's when it's your, as I said, when it's your passion and you you're so focused on something like that, you eventually get to that point. It's hella high water, dude. Yeah. You know, it's like, let's fucking roll. It's time to go. So what in your eyes makes a like a great director? Because that's oh. a pretty it's a pretty unique space. Like yeah, do you know is. what I mean? Yeah, you're running a I don't know. A, well, there's different types. I like I've met a lot of great directors. Like I had dinner with Martin Campbell when I was over there twice. He's 80 years old. He did Goldeneye. The original? Oh no, God. and then he did Casino Royale. Wow. Like he's a beast, bro. He's from New Zealand. He's 80 years old. And I was like, oh, my God, Martin, blah, blah, blah. And he's like the security detail behind him, like these huge fucking dudes. He's like, come out for dinner. And I'm like, many, I'm talking like I'm talking to myself, like really young energy. And he yeah. was shooting another movie with Guy Pierce at this studio we're at. And he's running around. Still alive. Like, but he's... He's um like I could tell he's kind of like an Ange Postacoglu type, cut, <laughs> really. Cutthroat. Yeah, yeah, some are pretty angry and all that, but he had an authority. Um, some are introverts, some are extroverts, some are very silent and like mm. yeah, to get him to do that kind of. Where I'm like pretty up and everyone about. knows, yeah, everyone knows I'm what's up, going on. Yeah, I'm up and about. I'm 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 right in there. When I get excited, I'll let them know and I'll you know try. But in the end, man, we're making a movie, so I like to bring the energy. Like there's a lot of like any industry, there's some people that hang their heads. You know, mm. and it's like, dude, this ain't that industry. We're making a movie, you know. It's right. like, step it up. So, but, uh, yeah, for me, I like to bring the energy. I like to show people the passion. And I think you need to be, um, well, to be a good director, you need to be very resilient um, to get there in the first place. But um, you need to be very decisive because time is money in this industry. Mm. And when you're rolling on production days that are, you know, 80 grand a day with 80 grand, 80, 80 say 50 crew, all the gear and it's costing $80,000 a day, if that can be more mm. than some of the bigger movies. Correct. Your time is money. So I'm, I have a big value in making those decisions quickly um, because if you pitter-patter around and you're like, no, I reshoot and then it starts raining and then it's like schedules down the drain and then you're losing money and then it doesn't look good on you. So it's all about setting up for the next movie because you're only as good as your next. Oh, you're only as good as your next. Yeah, I bro. like that one. That's the kind of I haven't heard that one thematic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm using when I beat people at something. Get that on <laughs> fucking throat. <laughs> <laughs> only good as your next. Yeah, yeah. what up, Ange? <laughs> yeah, C-O-Y-S. There yeah. we go. Hey, Legends, just a quick pause in this episode to let you know that for another year, we have partnered with Dabble, which means I'll be doing a weekly stream within the Dabble app on Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the show called Jake's Take. We did it all last year through 2023, and we had lots of fun. Uh, within that, we'll be doing uh, some bets. We'll be talking about the various sports around the world and what's going on. 
We have a whole lot of fun on a Wednesday night, so make sure you get in there. If you guys are into this space, uh, definitely get on Dabble because you can follow some of the professionals or ex-professionals in their sports and see what bets they're putting on and what they're thinking to increase your chances of winning. So there we make sure we dabble socially, gamble responsibly. Let's get back into the episode. Did you feel ready for it? Like in the sense of, because oh, I it's, think when I went over there and landed, I know what you mean. Like it's just, well, it's huge, man. It's, it's a pinnacle Dude, of what you do, like, right? Well, especially coming from COVID. It's like me playing mate, jumping at, out at of one traffic. of those big Volvo dump trucks. That's what I was doing. Yeah. A week, two weeks later, I'm in fucking Greece. And I'm like meeting all the two chains and shit like bro, that, like bro. Like the creme de la creme. Yeah, and then and then I'm like, whoa. And then it's just like, I I was concerned that I was like, oh my god, am I ready for? And then boom, you're in, straight and in. It's straight it clicks in, and you're like, oh my god, you don't you don't have to try because it's you, yeah. you know, it's part of your DNA. So again, I'm just lucky to have an inner an inner drive that's pretty relentless and forceful. You so know? are you are you putting out like the schedule and the planning? Do you have people that's like you obviously got to shoot certain takes, certain times throughout the, you know, how many days was the process for? I think that was the, like a the, 30, 29 day shoot in Greece. It was like 40 degree heat every yeah. day, sweating bullets. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, but the schedule, yeah, you got to keep time. So you got a producer, you got um, – Admin teams, you got um, associate producers, you got runners, which are people running around. You got a whole throng, and then you've got all the all the trucks, the makeup trucks, and all that kind of biz and food and whatever you got to do, man. Damn. So, is it different when you're a director? Obviously, you, you haven't written it, I presume. So, do you do you get like when you get the call to direct it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you getting the assessment through the script and all yeah, that? Or so you're you just kind of like- get sent the script, and this was a tight one because it was ready to go. Uh, well, ready to go. Well, to a, you said 30 days. Can you yeah, be I mean, it was probably like give or take five weeks or something right, like right, that. Right. Um, it just sounds better like <laughs> shooting in 30, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it was probably like five or six weeks, which is a really short amount of time because you could go location scouting, find all this. The original screen, uh, the original screenplay, it was supposed to be called Barracuda too, which was way better title. Enforcers kind of pox, but it works like that in the industry. Well, Enforcers are Clint Eastwood oh, film. No, they just change shit, man. Is that, is, like, that the, is that a connection to that it's film? All sales. No, it's just all sales. It uh, changes name. For, that's the thing in movies. You see a title, it'll be called something else in bloody New Zealand and Philippines and like – it's uh, like 10 different titles That's actually movie. true. It's yeah. a good point. I've realized that yeah, in some so things. like Moneyball – might be called Moneyball here and then in China it'll be called like Cash Baseball. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's just weird like Yeah, that. yeah it's crazy. funny, man. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. So, um, yeah, and then uh, what was the question? <laughs> uh, the, the Like when, when you were assessing the script, mm. like do you get do you get a – because obviously it's your first one, you kind of want to take it, but like yeah, do, you, no, you do, gotta, you, do you rigorously go through yeah, that process too? Yeah, 100%. Because, look, that one was written 10 years ago. It was written by the same guy who did Point Break. So it was oh, kind of cool. No yeah, shit. man. He, like, wrote me a really nice email. Like, hey, dude, heard you got the movie. I watched your short film. That's one of my which I great shot right movie, yeah, Point Break. Like, yeah. And so that was cool. And then you just kind of go through and you – he wrote it, like, 10 years ago and it was solid, but it just needed to be updated a little bit because the world's changed so much yeah. every decade. So right. it was, and you originally said New Orleans, but we changed it for Miami because in Greece you could turn into Miami. It went, wasn't going to turn into – Norlines, so yeah, yeah, true. Things like that, dialogue, and then you're working with actors like Antonio, and you might go like, "Look, I wouldn't say it like that," and I'm like, "Yeah, cool. How would you say it?" And he's like, "I'd say it like this," and you're like, "Oh, sweet," and you know, I'm oh. really gonna say no to the guy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's. Can you yeah. tell me what it's like working like part of their brilliance or give us insight into Antonio's that, a pro and Kate Bosworth as well? Like, they're yeah. huge actors, man. Oh, man. They've but done when some- I met Kate, I was like, "Look, 
Let's just get it out. Blue Crush. Yeah. <laughs> film of the millennium. I think we were all at a crush on Kate yeah. back then. Dude, she's hot in the yeah, film too, man. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's cool, but it's so fast-paced at that stage. It's like, Rich, got a call with Kate. Rich, bang, got bang. a call with Antonio. Da, da, da. And then can you go meet them? Can you meet them? So you run around and then you eventually get them all in the same room mm. and you do a little read-through of the script. Right. So everyone's kind of familiar. And it's just that first stage you're gelling with each other. Just trying to get the, um, you know, if anyone's got any questions, uh, how they want to attack certain roles, you kind of let it out. Build that connection there, as but well. You, uh, you're kind of making it slow and like breathworky vibes, but really you're fucking shooting tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, and right. you've got to go. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a, big, it's a big time crunch, man. And I think all films are kind of like that because there's a lot of money. In the end, what I've found is like, although it's like, I've always like passion, made movies, all this stuff, and it's for the art and all that. You realize pretty quickly it's it's just one big money ball. It's yeah, business, it's a, yeah, man. It's a business. That's it. So it's important that Did that kill the enjoyment at all for you when it gets to that point? Because sometimes that, like athletes, not right? during, I think in the post post uh post the film, um I, I focused so hard on wanting to get to this spot. Mm. that when I actually got there, I was kind of wondering why I was feeling a little bit empty. Yeah. And I think it was just part of the process of the film and understanding that, look, I actually think it was just me coming down from the process, man. Yeah. You're living like a rock star. Adrenaline dump. You're living like a rock star. And I had a bit of trouble with it, man. I was like, this is tough. Like, and I spoke to the miss. I'm like, you know, I'm feeling. I get that. You know, and I I I just, and I was a bit concerned of why I was feeling a certain way after I'd just come off this, huge opportunity and I should be like high on life and it's like, why aren't I feeling that way? But that's something you got to learn that, Fuck you know, nice. it comes in waves and you got to concentrate on yourself a bit because it's not all, you know, Axel Rose isn't always fucking touring. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, that's true. It's adrenaline dump, But man. you know what also, you know what that tells that tells me is with you is that when you're doing that, that's when you're at your, your best. Yeah. Because that, that's what's, which is great. When yeah. you're working, you're in the right space And I then. feel like the more as an artist or yourself, you understand when, when that point is, how you can approach it. Because I feel like some people, uh, and I'm not immune to this, are going to hit that point and they choose the wrong decision from there, oh, whether it's absolutely. going out, doing yeah, things, party. getting messy, whatever. Yeah. And I feel like that's what, and I feel like that's an important lesson I learned um, because you see that a lot, even in a lot of Hollywood people, yeah, you know, they're like, where are they going? They're off the map. Look at him. Shit photo. <laughs> and it's like, dude, that guy's probably going through an adrenaline yeah, dump or something. I hate you that. You know what I mean? And it's like we boost up the, all these profiles on people and then we're like getting to them so hard. But, you know, anyway, that's that's why. And that's also why the Ange effect, man, because anyone from a country like this to get to a certain point, like I have mad rep, Barry, because it's so freaking hard. We're on the other side of the planet. Yeah. But also there's a lot of Aussies in the film industry and I kind of, I think it comes down to the cutting teeth of, of these people. There's a lot of fucking like let's get the bitch done with Aussies. Yeah. Where I find like other, you know, sometimes if you're born in Hollywood <laughs> or you're from LA, it's kind of like this is just the industry. But to actually get to that point, I mean, you look at the Hemsworths. They're so blokey and blue collar, but that's the charm. They've made it, but they're actually really freaking hardworking. Well, yeah. You know, they're bricklayers of the film industry in a way. Like they've got there the hard way. Yeah. They haven't coasted there on a ship in Cannes and like, yeah, sign me up. It's They've, been gifted. No, yeah, no, it's exactly. not, no such so thing. 
I mean, they've been gifted looks and six packs. Fuck, That's they're great. You know what? They are lucky. Yeah, Fuck that, it bothers me how good looking he is. Like, seriously. Yeah, exactly. He just happens to be a film actor yeah, as well. Exactly. Um, Fuck, this is looking pretty tight. Bro. <laughs> bro, you're looking buff, bro. I look like, um, who's that? Bro, I look more. Do you know who I look like? That Wilkinson guy that kicked the winning goals in the rugby oh, tournament. Oh, Johnny Wilkinson. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Wilko. Hey, Wilko, what up? I don't know how. Your mind's so tight, bro. Yeah, I haven't I worn this in a long time. Um, and i got to ask uh, two chains. Oh. One of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is yeah, when it's a vibe. Cuda, Cuda comes in to Freddie and, and oh, like yeah. they're looking for Billy and he's just there smoking and like playing hardball. Yeah, is, he, yeah. is he properly blazing up there? Properly blazing I up. I could bro. tell that. Properly a blazing baseball up. Baseball bat in his fucking yeah, a baseball bat. Inside, his... it was forty degrees outside, and that was we built that from an underground car park and just put all the walls wow, up. That looked epic in yeah, there. Yeah, the build was like two weeks, like full chippies. So it's oh. a whole wide aspect of industries coming together, which is what I love. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was so hot, man, like to the point where you could not pump air con and those concrete walls, like grease heat, pumping in. It was so hot. The and lighting was, like, was epic too, man. What up, Richard? And yeah. like, <laughs> but like even going like um, we had all the trucks of the actors outside waiting to go and like the, the producers like, Rich, uh, two chains one, chains wants to see you. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I went in, went to his truck and there's like this – Mountain of a man like Jonah Lomu, double size. No, I'm talking the security. Oh, security, right. Yeah, bro. Like he had the squad come, man, like oh. full blown. He had the massage artists, the joint rollers, the, oh, the everything, bro. Out. He's got the works, man. <laughs> and um, this security guy's like, yeah, knocks on the door. He's like, James, Rich here. I went in and he's like, Rich, come in. Like, not even turning around in the dreads. And then, Rich, come in. I'm like, walk in. I'm oh, like, it's mad. So, what are we doing today? And I'm like, sit down. And like, I'm just like, man, I'm in a Winnebago with two chains. Yeah. And he's like, offers me a joint. And I'm like, man, I'm about to roll here. Like, there's no way I should. But who am I not to? So, I'm like, and I'm like a two puff kind of. I like chill because if I go anymore, man, yeah, I'm like, nah, man, I'm not. Like, yeah, but you have to I earn just his think respect. Of every worst part of my life. <laughs> yeah, I get too rich. You know what I mean? You have to earn his respect there, though. Yeah, no, like so, that. Who am I? That was the hazing. Yeah. Literally, it was a haze. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was amazing. But he was so cool to work with. It didn't feel like I was working with like some rap. He was. He came to the side. And he's like, Rich, I just want to thank you. You've been so kind, and you've been making me feel welcome. This isn't normal for me. And you know, was it his first film? Or has yeah, he been in oh, films before? Of, I think he'd done like some other small like um, bits and pieces. Yeah, TV stuff, but this was his kind of first opportunity. Yeah, God, he's seven was... foot tall, man. Yeah, well, that's about to, when he was talking about just, the security guard. I, I, thought I tried him. on his chains. He's like, what do you want me to wear, man? And it's like he brought all his like box. You know the uh, rapper box, like the ice box thing? <laughs> and he opened. I'm like, man, can I try? He's like, yeah, go. And it's like, man, like these are $100,000 watches. <laughs> Changed. It was so, sick. but he was so lovely, man. He was so sick. Wait, you, not many people can say they were blazed up with two chains, right? Yeah, it's funny, That's man. You cool. just you look back sometimes and go, "Wow, this is wild." Even just talking about it with you, it's like you kind of push those memories back because I'm always thinking, "What's next?" Yeah, yeah. But yeah. when you have a moment to settle and You're think gonna, about that's it, that's why doing these are good sometimes because yeah. I take you back through yeah. everything. Which sometimes it, some people are like, "Fuck, I haven't thought about yeah, that." I get upset. I get upset. You know, like <laughs> yeah, totally. bring up bad moments as well for people. Unfortunately, yeah, but yeah, totally. um. Can I just ask the biggest, uh, like, learning you got out of that? Because obviously your first big feature film, you're working with incredible actors. Um, Look, you're always learning, I think. I think it's – it was such a big leap, I think. Like, you're going from short films and then, you know, writing scripts uh, and then jumping on a massive Hollywood film set. But I think – 
What did I learn? I can't believe you shot it just why. I can't believe you shot it in such a short time. What I learned. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I had so much fun, dude. I'm just ready to roar into the next one. That's a good answer. I had fun. I mean, I I appreciate everything. I mean, we lived out of the, me and my fiance lived out of the Hyatt in Greece for 12 months, bro. This one room. So did you shoot over 12 12 months? Is that how long it was? No, because they did post production there. So you're Uh, editing. uh, And we set the edit up in like another ensuite in the Hyatt. Man, this one was like living in a country club, golf club thing. Like it was unreal. And they kept like, are you getting sick of that joint? Do you want to Airbnb? I'm like, no. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the shit. Yeah. And I might got into I'm like, oh, can I get the height points? I like, put it all on my own height card. Oh my God. Yeah, get that shit going. <laughs> oh my God, get bro. The perks. So yeah, I feel real dude, I just feel really lucky and blessed to do that. I had a close friend of mine that I brought over that's also in the film, Luke. He's the guy that's um pay he plays paycheck. He's from, he's like, you hear me? That guy? Uh, oh, what? In Mate, the room? In the, the room with um Antonio and 2 Chains. He's like, oh, he's, that, with the flick knife. He's the one, yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's my mate from Sydney. Oh, he's with, Aussie, dude. Bro, he's ledge, man. Yeah, he's cool, man. Like, so we a, work. He had a good scene with Kudo when they fucking yeah, went at each other. <laughs> yeah, so we uh we work really closely together. So that was cool to just bring each other over and reward each other and get the uh, shit done. It's good to have people close like that. Yeah, it's dude, nice to have some I had Aussie. no idea he was from Sydney. It's nice to have some Aussies on set as yeah. well um, and people you kind of trust because uh, it's, it's like I can see how it could get a bit right, whirlwind right. pretty quickly. Right. You have to have a really good relationship with your, your DOP, Director of Photography, which is the guy doing the camera. Mm-hmm. You're always close to them, tight with your producers. Um, and for me, it was really – I had a really good senior producer, Rob Van Norden. He's done like all the Expendables and all these huge action films – where uh, he was looking after me and he was just, I could trust him with my life. Like we're such good mate. We're going to be working together forever. But whatever question I had wasn't too dumb or too smart or whatever. Bang, that's and it was always like, no, you should probably do that. Yep, no, I'd probably stay away from that and I'd ask him anything I need, which helped. Yeah. It's a guidance there, man, because it was, gets pretty crazy. Bro, wow, You're man. Great G-Force film, bro. I, Thanks, man. I, I really enjoyed Wait it. Wait till the next one. I, yeah, it's I, oh, be I cannot believe there was, the, 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 those two guys were Aussie. Yeah, Majana Aria and Luke Boucher. I mean, yeah, they're dude. pretty pivotal actors in, yeah, the, in the thing so as well. I tried to help out the homegrowns, man. Yeah, I love that, done, bro. bro. Keep giving back. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm, um, I'm big on like the creative space, which I'm trying to bring more into the, the yeah. podcast. I've got some hookups I love music, can't write. Love reading books, admire authors. Yeah. When you write for films, yeah. like where the fuck do you start? Like how do you put how do you it's put a that space? How thing, do you man. put that into like really? It's a headspace. So when the strikes came in, I don't know if you know about the Hollywood strikes that came in mid year. So there was no movies being made from May to December this year, last year. Oh wow! Because the writers' strike and the actors' strike. You don't remember it? You've been uh, living on a rock. A, a brain, <laughs> like the whole, he's shaking his the head. whole industry stopped. Oh, I try to be oblivious. To the whole industry yeah. stopped, so oh. nothing was getting made. Um, so there's going to be a big gap of no movies. I was going to say, yeah, up. the ripple yeah. effects coming. Yeah, totally. Um, and so it was all about uh, rights, pay rights, AI, and all that. So it gave me a chance to write another script, and I went, oh god, writing another script's like stepping into. It's stepping into a space that's unattainable sometimes. You can't just go, oh, I'm going to write today and go to a cafe and that. It's really, for me, it might be for others, but for me it's about getting there, first getting you, conceptualising your idea to the point where you're like, oh, getting a bit excited about it. Right. Um, and then stepping into that zone where you're just so immersed and that's all you think about. But I really need to shut off for it. So, um, yeah. you know, I got had an office in bloody Bo Morris. From mm. a mate's office. He was like, I'm away. I'm like, John Wall, shout out. Gave me his office. And I sat in there and I pumped out a fat script in like 
six weeks it's full cartel like survive it's like oh, revenant wow. meets no country for old men in mexico <laughs> but that's getting some heat now man full survival story really yeah thriller bloodbath <laughs> so i reckon that, that's gonna happen this year man it's oh called it's God. called wrong man wrong it's man it's dirty bro it's Love. disgusting how do you go in like in civil- right how, do you- <laughs> <laughs> how, do, how do you go in civilization when you get in that space because like you know I'm what good. i mean i Can think you my, miss, back- my missus puts up with a lot bro like, Cause like you know when you get get into immersed into yeah. something you, it's yeah. hard to Totally. Appreciate everything or be yeah. present in things. Feels like, unfortunately, being, right being an artist. Well, I'm okay, but I think it can be quite selfish for others sometimes. Okay, I have to be, man, because I'm like, oh yeah, I'll go home like, oh babe, did this, did that, rah rah. And you know, sometimes like, are you gonna ask me how my day is? And it sucks. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. So that's what I'm really focusing on as well. Yeah, and you know, that's me being open. But no, like, I, it's I a two way street. It. You know what I mean? Because it is pretty. It's so internal, bro. And when you like. Drilling this thing, and you're like, yeah. It's like you're on a rocket ship, you know? It's oh, one seater, too. One, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. but you have to come down. Like, you have to come down from yeah. these things. Yeah, correct. So it's about learning. And I think, yeah. Well, how long did this project like marinate before you put pen to paper type thing? Oh, quick, bro. Like, I got the really? idea within a week. And then, yeah, it was one of the. I ran my mate and he's like, yeah, that's the one, man. Let's go. Uh, oh, like, wow. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about a, it's about a stuntman that's, wor- uh, that's doubling for an action hero. And they're shooting a film in Mexico City and they look alike. And when they kidnap him, they think they're kidnapping the star. And when they find out that he ain't that guy, he's the wrong man, they bury him alive. Like full gore, bro. This ain't no comedy either. You think it's like some, it's the R18, bro. So you like the action. Yeah, I want action thriller. So it's just about him and getting some revenge on the Sinaloa. It's badass. It's like Sicario, Revenant, um, No Country for Old Men, like. Dirty film. I don't know if you've seen any of them. No, yeah, no disgusting. No. That's just that's terrible, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're horrible. <laughs> Stick to sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've watched The Revenant actually. Oh, nice. oh yeah, but Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, you've yeah, actually got rewarded yeah. for once on it. I know. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, what else did I want? Oh, bro, this is what we spoke about on the phone for the listeners at home: is your stories with celebrities and the not celebrities? They're probably your friends, but you've just fallen into some. Positions yeah. and people that you've built some great relationships with that I reckon you're very under a, the radar. I've got a couple. You got some good stuff. Well, couple. you had Thanksgiving with Zach Efron accidentally. Oh, by the sound yeah. of it. So that's a funny one. <laughs> yeah. Got- Dude, that was when I wrote that script and I got sent over. This is 2017, 18 or something. Right. And I, was, I had a, um, uh, the producers put me in touch with like a casting agent. She was lovely, Chelsea. And she was like, look, like a producer looking after me, said, oh, here, you can stay here, blah, blah, blah. So I was staying um, in, in, over at hers and then she was like when we're leaving she's like oh i've got this thanksgiving thing on um did you want to come and she'd been really helping me so i'm like sure i've never you know thanksgiving's a real mm. big thing over there i'm like yeah, yeah cool but i gotta get to the airport she's like yeah yeah I'll, you can just just pop in at zach it's at zach's house and I, her brother was named zach so i'm like oh cool because i met her family I'm like oh and uh, I'm like, oh, cool, like thinking, oh, God, like, what's Thanksgiving? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. You know, like gearing up to go home. And then we drove and it was in Manhattan Beach. And then we get to this house. Man, joins fucking mansion. I'm like, God, your bro's, your bro's pretty hooked <laughs> Zach up. Zach who? Like, she goes, bro, no, Zach, Zach Efron. We go in the house, mate. Zach Efron's in there. And he's like, hey, happy Thanksgiving. And there's like a select six dudes there. And like his girl at the time or something, and like a round table, the turkey, all that kind of thing. And you just and he has like a vodka, 
a vodka brand, his six mates, they just all travel the world. They're just bros, brodies. Oh, that's and then, mad. yeah, so they just that's do this mad. kind of group. And they're very, a lot of those celebrities are very insular. So, but he invited me in. I got, I actually, you know, you're choosing the seat. I'm like, oh, I'll just sit here. And they're like, Rich, oh, he's like, yeah, Rich here. Sat next to Zach. What? Yeah, and then they're like, get this. And then they're like, got to like the cutting of the turkey thing. And he's like, all right, holding hands. I'm like, Oh, and you're holding a hand on my old man. Oh, no. no, you're not. Man. No, you're not. And then the guy's going in like a scout's little no. dip, dip, dog around the, of like home truths, like what you want to do and all this stuff. And it's like, oh. and it came to me. I'm like, I'm just really thankful for being here. But I kind of like fluffed it up. Yeah. Like, you know, just all to your families and all this shit. You don't even, well, Thanksgiving's not a thing it's here, not too. Us, right. And it's not yeah, us. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, what's it for? I feel I don't like in know. America, even if you live on the other side of the country, people fly home for that week. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, we don't. They're we big don't, on the whole Halloween and stuff. Yeah, like we don't have of, that. We're a bit lazy with that yeah. shit. So. so wait, just to recap, you didn't even know you're going to Zach Efron's nah. house. Then you put up a chair next to him. Then you're saying Grace. Yeah, holding hands. Yeah, I was there for a couple of hours. <laughs> then I went on the plane. Went on the plane. I'm like, oh, that was a weird way to finish it. <laughs> Fuck so, me. But then I think one of the best ones I had was when I was casting that uh, film Punk because it was starting to get some names attached, mm. uh, and they said. This agent called me from, I'm like, hey, Rich, there's this guy called Angus we really want you to meet. He's got no headshots. He's just started this show called Euphoria with HBO. Um, he's really raw, but I think he'd be great for your movie. So I'm like, Fez. oh. And I'd met a lot of people just going, right, man, I've been running around. To be honest, I was exhausted, man. I'm like, oh, who's this guy at that stage? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, not yeah. being a dickhead, but I'm like, oh. And I'm like, oh, no, you know what? I'm stupid not to go, like, this is one last last meeting the day before Zach's kind of thing. And then uh, what did we do? I'm like, oh, let's just – I've always been meeting at a, like, cafe or something. And then I'm like, let's go to a pub on Venice. I want to see the water or something. I was waiting and he was late. I'm like, go on. And then Fez came around the corner and he's on his skateboard and <laughs> he's, like, draped in all those big clothes and shit. And we sat outside on the beach drinking beers and I had a vape pen that I just got that day and he's like do you mind if we go and we're like man we were there four hours drinking beers and getting high as shit that's cool and we really connected and something that I like really hold close to my heart was my time with him like we became friends yeah we chatted a lot uh and it's just yeah it was fucking sad when he passed I well, no, shed a tear for that mate year, right? two years he, ago last he, year he had <laughs> something that uh, a lot of actors that you meet try so hard to get and he had it and he was accidentally in that spot and mm. given that opportunity because he was straight cast man yeah. he was straight cast off the street wow really yeah, so yeah, he's raw yeah. raw talent yeah he was it? approached on the corner block bro Oakland oh, oh yeah, my god bro. wow it was him and his mate he talked because I asked him and he was shooting we were having beers and he goes I'm shooting this show Euphoria I'm like, how's it going? He's like, man, it's so slow. Like, he wasn't an actor, man. He didn't know. This shit's slow. Like, he didn't get but he it. had this, like, street vibe that was like, at the start, I'm like, oh, this guy is so different. Wow. Then once you got in the flow, you're like, this guy's so cool, man. Like, so cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, he got up launched into this thing. And I, unfortunately, you know, uh, he didn't ask for it. And some people aren't as prepared as others to be bloody put on billboards, mate. Mm. I don't think it vibed too well from just the chats. Like it was, it was hard. You it was know, tough for him. Yeah, it's tough. He didn't, couldn't go anywhere, man. Could not yeah. go anywhere. So, 
well, I spoke to him just before, man. So wow, unfortunately, bro. I bless up. That's what he used to always say, bless up. So yeah. bless up, Angus. Yeah, it's just peace, real shame, brother. but what we got from him. Was a beautiful. We soul. saw some of his brilliance, though, oh, for sure, oh, man. But was... we're real. We're working together, man. We were talking a lot. I was oh. like, man, we got to work together. It's like, yeah, bro, let's do it. So that sucks. But look, man, we got to witness someone that was really pure. Yeah. So um, yeah, Angus was genius. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Yeah, That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Um, hey, why? Why you're also a genius in my eyes is <laughs> uh, the viral experiment. Oh, really? I did some research oh, on that because you know when you sent me that yeah, clip. We've done a few of them. When mate. you sent me that clip, I was like, what the fuck? Like the 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 lightning strike, oh, yeah. and then that sort of obviously connected into more videos, yeah, and yeah, yeah. then I started to learn a little bit more about uh, the witty nature, was, which I know Braden's going to love the background of this because yeah. um, some creative genius. But what that like when when did that pop to your mind as like oh, a little when thing? When I had an original com- uh, production company with a mate Dave, we were just kind of doing these viral things. So we had a mate Casper, sorry, who did the shark jumping one off the off Sydney jumps in, and there's a great white shark dude. I was with him when he did it. Oh, sorry, when he uploaded it, and it went to number one on YouTube that night, and we're watching it, trending around the world. Like, they're all fake, right? As yeah, well. and he yeah, got yeah. 10 million hits in, like, 24 hours, and I was like, oh, my God, maybe we should do more of these. So we um, started doing more, and we did that tornado one which with yeah, me but, in the yeah. outback. <laughs> which I thought, like, surely he so should be dead. <laughs> stupid shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then that one turned into a meme. Like, that got bigger now. Like, that still pops up just the frame oh, right. of yeah, me yeah, in front you, of it. Yeah. Like, Elon Musk posted it last year, so it's still going. You've been on Elon Musk's Twitter. Page, yeah. <laughs> Weird. Weird. I know. <laughs> I tried to turn it into <laughs> NFT and didn't even sell like, I was like, but I don't know how to set that shit up. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, that was weird. So, yeah, I've done heaps. So, the one guy that's, like, full getting into it is that 28-year-old male guy, man. He's oh, all, yeah, he's yeah. messaging me flat stick. Oh, really? He's yeah. a legend. I want to see that guy on Mars. Yeah, Are uh, you him? No. Nah, nah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know you who should, that is, Braden? 28-year-old male page? You're no. going to get him on. He'll blur his face. Yeah, well, probably. Yeah, like I'm something cryptic. just to see his face, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you won an award. Didn't you win some award yeah, for Yeah, we won a few, man, but we won, like, what was it called? The Golden Pencil, which is, like, yeah. the top of the top for advertising. Um, it's like a golden pencil trophy. And, yeah, man, they we got sent around the world to the Webbies and all this stuff. We Half of them were paid by advertisers, man. So right. V Energy and stuff like that, with subliminal stuff in them that was kind of for advertising. And then they just oh, put them on YouTube. Yeah, it was just that we were at the brink of that start of that YouTube phase like the, for that viral. Like Vimeo and stuff, like those yeah, viral videos. Started, yeah, but just for that viral kind of thing. And now you see it every, every man and their dog's doing it. But, like, I actually thought of an idea the other day to do one, but I thought it's, just, it's hard to do, man. You need CGI. You need, it's a lot, a lot of time to do it. But well, what was fascinating is you ended up on, like, all these news like broadcast yeah, channels no, around the world that it. genuinely fucking believe yeah, that no, just, like bro, you know, a lion's attacking Joe a trophy Rogan hunter was, and, and Joe Rogan was talking about that was when I'm like fuck that's it yeah man, that's that's hang up the boats man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah bro that was special bro yeah it was cool man so yeah dude I've done a lot of traveling too it's just been great I just yeah, can't wait to see what's next, man. Um, oh, you want to be in one of the movies, mate? Bro, I fucking Dude, would. You kind of look a bit Hispanic. I could get I you could shot in the head. Bro, I can have, I, man, I can, if you, with your with your tutelage, I could do it, bro. Yeah, honey, oh, honey, honey. Um, I want to go into like some of the your favorite directors, favorite films, yeah. like Australian I've got films. A list, bro. Yeah, I can only imagine, right? Because I, I want to know where do you draw your inspiration from? Like, like, oh. is it from your industry? Yeah, I think and life. Like, life, yeah, like yeah. just whatever you breathe the in. news, life, the world. Um, look, man, 
this is my. <laughs> this is my. Can we get that on oh, camera? I don't know if you, yeah, yeah, you to, got it, Brayden. I, I, I literally just because when someone goes, "What's your favorite movie?" I just always write um, favorite movies. Um, well, now I know who to go to 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 watch. Like when I want to yeah. watch a film and get your advice. So, on. man, number one for me is Training Day. Oh. Oh, you can't Denzel, go past old baby. school. Mum man. Mum man. Um, yeah, dude, I've got heaps of films, but in terms of Australian films? Yeah, well, do you, do you have it? Well, I mean, globe, any film, but I like to yeah, know your I, Aussie films. I like uh, Animal Kingdom. Oh, I love it, man. Love that yeah. film. That's good. And um, was I late to the party there when obviously the American one I learned it was connected to the Aussie family? Oh, Did yeah, it? but that's like a soap opera version. Yeah, that, the, not, have you watched the Melbourne version? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, dude, it's dark oh, no, as I lie. shit. I have, I have, I have. What's about the, that the, real family, the crime family? But yeah. That, they're um, literally driving on like beach, uh, what do yeah. you call it, the beach road or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where yeah, they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Chopper is obviously right Chopper, up yeah. there. I like that film Lion. That Lion. was about that. Indian kid that found his oh, family on Google. Bro, yeah. that, that was – I was crying, man. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, that was unreal. Um, what about directors? We're the ones – who doesn't oh, miss in your eyes? Like Dennis Villeneuve. So he's done Sicario, Dune, oh, Prisoners. Um, what about uh, – um, David Ayer. He did like Fury. He wrote Training Day. Fuck me. Um, Quentin Tarantino, obviously. Oh, Tarantino. And Glorious Bastards. It's, it's, I watched it's, that the other oh, day. Yeah. Fuck, so good. I watched it. I watched them all, but I just rewatched watched them. That's fucking, to, yeah. I love that. You know one film I watched the other day? Because I'm getting into, because I, I just wrote a survival thriller. Yeah. I'm like going through my survival films. And I realize how many survival films there are, but um, um, like you. Yeah, Castaway, bro. I watched oh, that nice. again the other day. You know, it's just kind of comfy or yeah, something. Yeah, comfort movies. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my, Tom Tom Hanks. Yeah. He's Tom Hunk in that movie. Tom Hunk. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so long ago, He's eh? a ledge, bro. Yeah. But, yeah, I love that film. Look, man, I just love cinema, but it's weird, like, when you're really focused on something, you don't – you watch less of it, weirdly, Yeah, man. bro. Just trying to find time. So I'm trying to get back into it. I watched a movie last night called The Drop with Tom Hardy and – Gandolfini just before he died. You like Sopranos? Bro, wait, probably best, probably my favourite of all best time. Best of all time, man. Yeah, I got Entourage in the office or up there, but like, dude, fuck, I, Sopranos is just like, Sopranos is like repeat. Oh, I man, watch out there, I've got my Sopranos years. T-shirt. Yeah. It's 2001, vintage. Got it off Etsy, delivered like this thing. I had to haggle. Oh, it was really? pricey. It's like vintage T-shirt 101, Sopranos 2. I'm like, man, that thing's going to my child. Yeah, it's the best. I love that show, man. Yeah. It makes me eat pasta. Every time I watch it, I have to eat like a tofu. I, I feel bad. Like, uh, Gandolfini was so boss. Oh, man. You felt like you were part of the family. Yeah. It made you feel like you were part of the family. But yeah, yeah man. Special. I mean, dude. I can post that on your gram if you want. Ricky's yeah. favorite film. Yeah, bro. So, yeah, because yeah, people must watch yeah, it. Must watch it. If you're watching it, we but should I mean, be. Got, like childhood ones like Wizard of Oz and shit on there. Like yeah, Wizard shit of Oz that is I, great. I would have watched that heaps, but I can, you know, Man on Fire. Oh, <laughs> I love it. You know, everyone's got Shawshank. Moneyball's in there. Moneyball's a great film. Oh. True story too, eh, Moneyball? Yeah, Truman Show's in there, bro. I True- love that, man. Like, <laughs> Truman Show's great. Aussie director. I'll have to get your um, list. Well, bro, thank, I've got, I actually do have one more question because it's uh, the podcast um, podcast ritual. And it's probably, let's put it to where you've got to in your film, film career thus far. But Resilience, Drive or Ambition, all three critical to success. Which one's been your cornerstone? You wouldn't have got to be able to direct The Enforcer without having all the way through. I think it's resilience because we're in this industry and this is how I see it, the landscape. And I think you have to look at it from a a large perspective is there's a whole boatload of people that want to be in the film industry. Mm. But in reality, 
a lot of them are going to tap out when it gets hard. And there's been a lot of obstacles just in the last 10 years, man, or five yeah. years even, where people have to tap out. And that's fine. But the ones who don't, and you know you're never going to tap, you're going to make it. That's it's simple as that. It's so perseverance, bro. It's, and it creates, it's not an arrogance, of, it's a confidence that you know how hard you're going to go that you'll never tap out. No matter how hard you're willing to go dig holes for it on the side, you're going to get there, bro. Yeah. Don't tell me what you're going to do. Do it and tell me what you did. Cliff, we're that's clipping that. One. We're clipping that, bro. <laughs> hey, quote hey. that. That's my quote. It's going yeah. in a movie too. <laughs> Dead set, my quote. No yeah. one's written that and one only, before. You're only as good as your next episode. That's so, it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's good to have chat, bro. Yeah, hey, Richard Hughes. Yeah, uh, check out the film. Post. <laughs> check out the film, The Enforcer. It's probably everywhere, but definitely on Prime, Apple, Binge. Um, Homegrown talent. It's beautiful what you're doing, Rich. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, get the merch, yo. It's 15% off if you put my name. Yeah. <laughs> hey, love, love you guys. I'll see you guys next week.